This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Idea to Life podcast. This is the podcast for you if you're getting started selling products or if you'd like to create your own product to sell. I'm Vicky Weinberg, a product creation coach and Amazon expert. Every week I share friendly, practical advice as well as inspirational stories from small businesses. Let's get started. So today on the podcast, I'm joined by Elle Williamson. Elle is also known as the e-commerce assistant and she joined me on another podcast episode back in May where she was talking specifically about Shopify. I've invited Elle onto the podcast again to talk about Clavio, which is another platform that Elle specializes in. Clavio works really well with Shopify, which is one of the reasons I know that Elle uses it. And she talks about that functionality in the episode. So we don't just talk about Clavio, we also talk about email marketing in general. So why it's so important, best practice, some ideas of sorts of emails that you could send. Um, and we also touch on what to do if you have an email list and you just haven't been in touch with them for months, weeks, or perhaps ever. So this is a really useful, practical, actionable episode. And I would love now to reintroduce you to Elle. So hi, Elle. Thank you so much for joining me again. Hiya. I'm so delighted that you've come to join me a second time to talk about a different topic today. So could you please just give everyone a little reminder, um, because I'm sure everyone's listened to you before, um, of who you are and what you do, please. So I'm Elle. I um, founded the e-commerce assistant. And what I do with that is I help small business owners to grow their online sales using uh, mainly Shopify and Clavio. So I've worked in the world of e-commerce for um, over 11 years, um, always within small businesses um, and now helping small businesses. And so I really understand, excuse me, the whole um, ecosystem of running that business, whether it's operations or marketing. So I have that understanding of it. And now I specialize in the Shopify and Clavio. That's amazing. Thank you. And so last time you were on, we were talking specifically about Shopify and um, that was such a brilliant episode. There was so much then that we took from that. So I've invited you on again to talk specifically about email marketing and Clavio. Before we move on to talk about Clavio specifically, um, can you just tell us why is email marketing important? Because most of us have been told at some point that we should be doing it. (laughs) Um, In your your opinion, why is that? And I think the thing is everyone's told, isn't aren't they? It's not just like product-based businesses, even mm-hmm. us as service providers, we're all it's all drummed into us um at the moment. And I would say even more so within the last um 18 months, I've definitely seen there's this bigger focus on email marketing. And that's mainly to do with 
um, changes on social media platforms and Google and things like that, that are kind of out of our control. And I think the big point is that email marketing is an owned channel. So it's in our control to gain subscribers, get them on our list and have that data and, and own that data, if you like. Obviously, people are, have, feel free to unsubscribe when they like, but having those people on your list and being able to email them when you want, whether that's campaigns and newsletters or automated emails, you're in control of that. So you're able to send out that message when you like. You're not fighting algorithms or having to pay, you know, Facebook ad costs. It's it's your list. And I think that's the big thing. It's it's about talking to your customers and having that ability to reach into their inbox and really like have that communication with them. And and big thing is about nurturing them. That's something that comes up over and over again with email marketing. That's brilliant. Thank you. And in a moment, I'm going to ask you a bit more about nurturing them and what that means. But I think what you said makes total sense because we're often told, have your own website in case you get rain off Etsy or Amazon. Um, having And I think having, having your own email list covers that eventuality. But also if something goes wrong with social media, I mean, yeah. over the past year, I'm sure you've heard of people getting kicked Absolutely. off Instagram or getting their accounts hacked and suddenly yeah. all their followers are gone. Yeah. But I guess if you have the majority of those people on your email list, at least you've got a way of getting back in touch staying in touch, um, whatever it is, you're not losing that connection. Exactly. And I think it's a more, it's almost a more meaningful connection. I mean, maybe um, an Instagram expert would come on and argue differently and that's fine. But I think having that list, people have people, it's quite easy just to follow someone on Instagram, isn't it? You know, we hit follow all the time. Joining someone's list, I think is almost like a bigger commitment. So having those people that have made that commitment by saying, yeah, I want to sign up. I want to hear from you. Um, you've got, you're building that deeper connection. So they, they do want to hear from you and you're able to get into their inbox and you're not worrying about, like I said, you know, that algorithm, whether your post is going to be shown, you know, you, you're in that inbox. And I just think it's a more powerful, um, way of having that communication, that two-way communication with your, with your customers. Definitely. Because as you say, being following someone on Instagram or wherever, it's quite passive, isn't it? You know, even when you follow them, you know, you're only going to see a certain percentage yeah, of the post. Exactly. You don't have to engage with them. You can, you know, you can unfollow them really easily. <laughs> but to give someone your email address, there is a certain amount of trust, Ooh. isn't there? Because, you know, once they've got your email address, they're actually in your inbox. There's no getting away from that. So, yeah, yeah I think you're right. That it's, it's quite actually... I don't know if privilege is the right word, but I guess we should be grateful yeah. for when people want to join our email list because it means they do want to hear what we have to say. Yeah, and I think often I'll talk to small business owners that it's like, oh, I don't want to spam. I don't want to be send too many emails. They might even say on their sign up, like, I won't spam you. I won't send lots of emails. And it's like, well, actually, let's just flip that on its head a little bit because like we've just said, it is a privilege actually. And someone has said, I want to hear from you. So I think it's always important to remind small business owners that that fact. People want to hear from you. They've said they want to hear from you. So actually a big part of it is actually sending emails because I know that that can be a barrier for a lot of people. That makes sense. And actually I've noticed myself recently that I would rather get lots of emails. because I mean, I'm on all sorts of email lists for big companies, <laughs> small companies. I would rather get the, I don't know, twice weekly emails and just delete the ones I'm not interested in than when I don't hear from somebody for three yes. months and then they pop up in my inbox. And I, cause I always, well, nine times out of 10, I go, who are you? Yeah. Why are you on my list? And nine times out of 10, I will unsubscribe because it's been so long that yeah. I don't, 
really know why I'm on their list. Exactly. And I think that that gap in not sending emails is a big problem for people. So even, so when you start your online store, say your Shopify website's gone live, you might already be collecting email addresses sometimes without even really knowing it. Um, But you've maybe not got that email marketing actually set up. And I think that is a big problem then when you will, I would always say to people, you're going to expect to see a big unsubscribe if you then start sending emails. So it's kind of why it's pretty important to try and do it from the very beginning um, and send as regular as you can. Like, yes, twice weekly is amazing, but that's just not possible for everyone. But even if it was once a week, a bare minimum once a month, I'd rather people do it more than once a month. But even if you were just doing that, at least you're not going to have that big gap, like you say, and then someone go, who, who is this? And why are they emailing me? And and it, it almost then does feel sm- spammy, doesn't it? That's the problem. Yes. Cause it feels like they're just emailing you because they're trying to sell you something yeah. or they've got, an, it feels like there's an agenda. Mm. Um, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with using your email to sell anything. I'm not saying that no, at all, exactly. but I would almost rather someone sell to me constantly and then I'll I'll decide if I want to buy from them or not than just doing it when they've got a sale on or or whatever it is. And I think it goes back to people having this mindset of feeling like they're spamming and feeling like they're over sending emails. And you just have to remember, you know, open up your own inbox now and go and look through how many email, whichever inbox it is. I mean, I've got hundreds of email addresses um, and you've probably got, you know, a stack of emails that have already come in this morning and you can scroll through and you can choose whether you want to open them or not. So actually your one email a week or month it's not a lot compared to like, if you look at some of those bigger brands that are sending daily or every other day, um, you're not spamming them. Even if you decided to send twice a week, it's not spammy because there's lots of other emails coming into that person's inbox. Um, and actually you're kind of a drop in the water in a way. So most of the time I tell people you can't oversend emails, like especially as a small business who, um, is probably time poor anyway, you're, you probably need to send more. I I don't really come across many people that need to send less. Um, They might need to sort of refine a little bit what they're sending or send to different segments of their audience, but actually most people, and if we're thinking about beginners, most people need to send more. That's really useful. Thank you. And I want to come back to something you talked about um, a few moments ago. You mentioned nurturing your email list. What do you mean um, by that, Ellen? How do we do it? So I think that basically just means not always selling. So yes, there's nothing wrong with selling. Let's just get that out there. Um, We are pro selling your products. You know, you have to sell. That's part of having a product business and selling online. There is a lot of selling. But I think the beauty of your email list is that you can spend time also nurturing. And by that, we mean talking about your brand, your your story, um, the benefits of shopping with you, but also not just making it about you. I do think it's very important to make it, try and put it into like your customers' um, eyes, if you like. So like talking to them and asking them questions and and finding out about them and really using that like emotional connection, I suppose, which is so much easier to do on email rather than something like Instagram. And even your website, sometimes really hard to do that like emotional connection on there. So it's about sending those emails that show who you are as a brand and what things you believe in. And um, interesting, you know, some of the best emails I get from brands are like not even, don't even feature their products at all. It might just be like things we've done this week or, you know, all that other stuff that it's just about like human connection, isn't it? And it's almost like showing that um, I think a small business, you're in a great position to show that there is a real person behind the brand. 
that bigger brands can't really do. So I think you have to use that to your advantage. And that's where nurturing the list. So telling them about you um, and not just saying, not just sending those sale emails. Because if you're only ever sending an email when you're on sale, you know, like you said a moment ago, it just becomes a bit boring, doesn't it? And it doesn't give people a reason to stay on the list. So yes, they've opted in and that's great. And we're really grateful. But if you're only ever going to say we're on sale, we're on sale, or here's a promo code, things can just get a little boring for them. Yeah, totally. I, I I know what you mean. I think some of the best emails I get, I'm trying to think of some of the good ones I've had recently. I really like it when brands show their new products because um, weirdly not everyone does, um, <laughs> but I really like, I'm seeing that especially with creative businesses. They'll say, well, you know, this is new or I've made this. What do you think? Does anyone like this? And yeah, yeah it's just nice, isn't it? To see what people are doing. Yeah, that's and, using, and even like using that opportunity, like a new in email. Yes, that is, I guess you would think of that as a sales email, but actually if it was one specific product that, uh, you know, a creative has made, they could go into detail about that making process. Like how have we got from idea to product in your, you know, in your hands, that's always really anything behind the scenes is super interesting. Um, and people like to see that, like, how have you, how have you got here? Whether it's your business journey or your products journey, I think that's where you can t- turn those sales emails into more of a, a nurture storytelling email. I think there's there's always going to be a bit of both, isn't there? You've got to sell, but there's also that storytelling. Absolutely. And I think for me, it just has to feel like news. Yeah. So I've got a few emails recently. I'm just because I had a look through my inbox before we spoke and I've had a few emails from brands, big and small, who've been like, oh, the weather's really hot. You might need our sun cream or yeah. do you know what I mean? Things yeah. like that. That's kind of you know, yes, they're selling, but it's actually, it's like, oh yeah, it has got quite hot. Yeah, yeah. I do need that. I always, I always say it's like about helping your customers as well. Like that's <clears throat> with your website and your emails, like help them out. Like if the weather has changed and obviously things that are to do with what's happening are always going to work well, whether that's, um, you know, Christmas, you know, anything seasonal is obviously going to work and you're going to talk about that a lot, but also, yeah, saying, oh, have you seen that we sell this? This could help you do this. And I think that's, um, something that people, brands often miss because I think you're so involved with your own brand and your products, you almost forget those those to tell people like that they're actually useful or they do this or we have this available that you know yeah the hot weather and you might want to buy our sun cream. It's important not to forget to do that and just be like it's it's helping. It's not it's not spammy. It's not salesy because there's that bad rap for selling, but it's actually helping your customer. That's a really good mindset shift, I think. Mm. Thank you. So in a moment, we're going to move on to talk about Clavier specifically, but I've got one burning question before we do that, which is you mentioned earlier that it's it's obviously not very good to get lots of emails and not use them or yeah. perhaps not email your, your list for ages and then suddenly decide, oh, actually, I haven't been doing that. Now, not to make anyone feel bad, by the way, because I think we've definitely, we've all been there where we were just like, I've got nothing to say. I don't want to snap, but for whatever reason it is, or you get really busy. I think email marketing can definitely drop off the to-do list. But let's say um, I haven't used my email list for months and now I'm feeling a bit scared because it's like... (laughs) what do I do? You know, I haven't been in touch with everyone for ages. Everyone's going to unsubscribe as soon as I email them. Um, what's your best advice for dealing with that? I think the first thing is just do it, just send it. Like don't, if you've got that feeling of, I need to be, I need, oh, I've got that time now, or I've got that feeling that I need to email my list, just do it. Like just bite the bullet. You have to accept that the, not everyone will subscribe, but I usually see a slight, um, increase in unsubscribes. But again, 
unsubscribes are not a bad thing from your list because if people aren't interested or people, um, it might be a product that, you know, like a baby product, like we only have newborns for a short period of time. So actually that person, that customer might have just gone through that journey of needing your brand. So it's okay to have unsubscribes. Never worry about that. Never see that as a, as a bad thing, unless you've got a real high percentage, you might have a problem. I think it's fine. If someone doesn't want to be on your list, don't worry about it. So I think if you've had that big gap and you're now like panicking, just bite the bullet, send the email, maybe address the fact that you've not been in touch. Um, You know, as a small business, like I say, you can talk to your customers in such a personal um, way and, and think of it as if you're emailing one person. So think of it as I'm just emailing X customer. Maybe it's a customer, you know, or maybe it's a friend. And just think of it as if you were emailing that person to say, oh, sorry, I haven't been in touch for a while. Things have been busy for me. You know, just address it in like a really friendly, nice way that, you know, that is your brand uh, voice and then just try. And I would then say, send that email, but then plan, when are you going to send the next one? Don't let that big gap happen again. Um, because that's, then you'll get that fear again and you'll get that like worry again. So actually, if you're going to send it, then say, well, I'm, I am going to then send weekly and it's going to be on a Friday. And genuinely, once you start doing that, it just becomes, it becomes part of your weekly routine. I know it's so, so hard to start. Like I've been there too. Um, I now send a weekly email to my list as a service provider and I've done it since January. And it's almost like, oh, I don't want to do it this week, but I'm like, I have to, I've, I've started something now and you almost commit to it. So I think getting into that routine of sending regularly, it's so, so hard to start, but once you do, it becomes so much easier. And then you'll see that, um, when you start planning, whether it's for the next few weeks, months, or the whole year, you'll see there's so many things that happen throughout the year anyway, that you're going to talk about, like the things that are just happening in life, whether it's school holidays or back to school or Halloween, you know, all these like events throughout the year. Once you plot all them in and then plot your product launches and your promotions and your, all those sort of storytelling emails, you'll find that there's, you're not short of stuff to say. I think it's just sitting down and actually going, this is what I'm going to say. And this is how often I'm going to say it. That's really helpful. Thank you. And I think you're right that having a schedule definitely makes things easier, whether it's like you say weekly, monthly, but if, if you commit to it and then almost, then you, then it'll, you have a bit more accountability because you kind of think that people are expecting it. Yeah. Maybe they are, maybe they're not, but <laughs> I think just doing it at the same time every week or whatever is really helpful. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on and talk about Clavio, if that's okay, Al. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, Clavio isn't um, an email brother I've used. So can you start by just telling us what Clavio is and why it's your top choice? So it is just an email provider like many others. So, you know, most people have heard of MailChimp or MailerLite. I mean, there's ton- there's so many email providers now. Um, but the thing with Clavio is that it's it was built for e-commerce. So most other email platforms, if not all actually, were built as email marketing providers. So whether it's a service provider or a school or a community basing, like it doesn't really matter. It's just someone wants to send email. So the difference with Clavio is they built it to for e-commerce, for product-based online businesses. Like all the extra functionality that you might need. And sometimes you don't even know you need it or don't even know it's there, I suppose. But Clavio have that. So it's so much more sophisticated than something like MailChimp, which is what a lot of people seem to move from to uh, from that to Clavio. Um, and it's the integration with Shopify. And this is why I guess I specialize in it is 
just amazing. So they've Shopify sort of promote them as their top email marketing provider choice. So it means that there's they've got that connection. So they're building a better integration. So as soon as you, it's literally just a, like a, almost a click of a button to integrate, which is rare in, the, in working in an online business that's something so easy. And that means that the data from your Shopify store is going to connect, push through to Clavio, and you're going to have that all in there. So you're going to know when someone's browsed products, when someone's abandoned the cart, when someone's abandoned checkout, what someone's ordered. There's just so much data, which can be overwhelming. I do get that for people just starting, but it tends to be something people I see might have started with something a bit more basic. They think, oh, I'm not quite ready for that. It's too complex. But most people then tend to want to move over anyway. So I kind of think if you haven't started yet and you've got a Shopify store, I I think you might as well just start with it because it's going to grow with you. Like you're going to have everything you could possibly want. You've got the basic stuff. You can just collect subscribers and you can send emails if that's all you want to do. But you've then got the ability to have like all this extra functionality and data to grow. That's really helpful. Okay. So I've got a few follow-on questions. That's okay. I guess the first one is, so I had a quick look at Clavio myself and I I saw there were a couple of different versions. So do we need to use a paid version or is the free one okay to get started with? Um, there is a free, there is a free, yes, there is a free, like most things, there's a free and most, and with emails, there's always like a free up to X subscribers um, which is available, but, and you can start on that if you've, I think it's 250, but, um, you, I will have to go and check. Um, I think it's 250 subscribers. So it's pretty small to be fair, but if you are just starting out, then yeah, there's nothing wrong with the free plan. You'll get access to everything. It's not one of those, um, platforms where free means you don't get this and you don't get that, but you only get a certain amount of sends of email sends. If, even if you've got a small list, but you're sending, let's say, I think about weekly, you would probably go over the amount of sends you can have. That's something they brought in about, I think, 18 months to two years ago. So you will then be quite quickly onto a paid plan. But the paid plan is starts at, oh, I think it's $20 a month. So it's it's it used to be more expensive than like MailChimp, which is its sort of direct competitor. But now that MailChimp have had some pricing increases um, and their free plan has got um, drops how many subscribers you can have. I what I'm seeing is it's it's much of a muchness. Like it's pretty much the same as most platforms. And I know that you know small business want to keep costs down, and um, you know you're probably paying for lots of other things already. But the the small cost that Clavio would be to begin with with a small list, obviously it it gets more expensive as your list grows. It's really really beneficial because you will literally make your money back in like one email. Like you, it's not like you can't see what you're making from it. It makes that so clear. Like this is the money you've made from this email send that you'll instantly make that money back. And um, I think for the cost it is, it's so, so worth it. So yes, you can start on a free plan, but I think most people will quickly be on the the paid plan, to be honest. Oh, I like that you can see how much money you've made from the email you sent. That's oh, really clever. You can, every, you can see everything. That's the beauty of it. I mean, most email providers give you a lot of data, but I just think Clavio's is so, it's so detailed. So you can see, yeah, open rates, click rates, um, how much money that email's made, how much money your abandoned checkouts made. Um, and with that, obviously, with data means you can then make it better. You can make things work better. You can see, oh, which email made the most money or which got the most clicks, which one is intriguing the audience more and then do that again basically so 
the data side of things I know can be scary, but it's really important. And I, I think having to make it as simple as possible for you. Thank you. And what are some of the other features that you particularly like about Clavio? Because you've mentioned that for product businesses, this would be your top choice. What are some of the e-commerce specific things that you think people might be find useful? So the flows, which is your automated emails, is probably the biggest sell, I would say. So it's the ability, it's because you've got these data points pulling through from Shopify as soon as you integrate, you've got the ability to see what your customers are doing on site. So if I'm on your site and I just look at a few products, but then I leave, that's I've 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 abandoned my browsing. So that's called a browser abandonment email. And that's something you can set up with Clavio. So you can sort of target people at the different points of their journey through your website, whether that's just browsing, whether that's getting to the cart, whether that's getting all the way to checkout. And the same for once they've purchased, like you can um, email them post-purchase emails that are sort of just a generic thank you. But then you can also get really into the detail of like, they've bought this, so I'm going to send them this. Um, so I think that like targeting your customers with those really specific flows is one huge feature. And also the segmenting. So you can then segment your list, which again, most email providers do offer. Um, but it's it's really easy to do by saying, you know, if customer has done X, Y, and Z, create this segment for me. So if you sell a seasonal product, I had a client that sold um, like an advent calendar. So they they wanted to see like who bought the advent calendar last Christmas. And then they, they've got a segment ready to target. As soon as they launch that this year, they know that that's a group of people that might be um, interested in buying it again. So it's the ability to kind of drill down into like who your customer is and what they've bought and how we're going to talk to them really specifically. Um, and then it's obviously got, you know, lovely, easy to use email designs. You can make lovely templates, drag and drop editor. Um, yeah, the data, you know, the data is there. It's a lot, but I do think they make it as simple as they can. Um, lots of different sign up forms, pop-ups, fly outs, embedded forms. Like it's just got just got everything I think that you need as like a, a as an e-commerce business it's got so much to get you to get you started for sure but then like like I said take you like further into that drilling down into like specific customers and what they want and need oh I really like that um yeah that that all sounds amazing because I years ago used MailChimp and yeah. I believe that that you could at that point do some of this on MailChimp. So maybe yeah. abandoned checkouts was one, but I personally, and this might, might just be me, but I remember finding it really complicated yeah. to, to sort of get everything set up. So I really like the fact that this sounds super easy and it sounds like it almost does a lot of it for you. Um, yeah, I it think, does. The and I think Shopify makes so much sense. Exactly. Like it's got, it is easy just to get started. I think what I see is, sometimes, and it's the same, I think I've said it about Shopify before as well. Sometimes it's almost too easy in that there is templates of these flows that you can just set up. So you can click in and say, right, I want to set up an abandoned checkout, set up that flow. And it gives you this sort of template that you just edit. And like what I come to see a lot, if I look at someone's account to do like an audit is they've not really changed that. So it's really important. And I think we said it about websites as well to use templates. Yeah, of course it makes your life easier but then adjust things and edit things and make sure it's like relevant to your brand, like change the subject lines, think about the timing of those emails. Like it's got to be personalized to your brand. Um, so yeah, it's easy to get started, but just remember to, to make those, those edits. 
that's a really good reminder thank you and it comes down to even those little things doesn't it like you usually get a footer with your social links and all those sorts of things so that's a really good reminder to just check all of that well check all of those things if you're getting started just do it all at the outset well yes otherwise you've got to come back and fix it all but um it's that thing of like shall I just get started or shall I make it perfect I'm not saying you've got to make things perfect because getting started is far more important but it's worth just like taking that extra whatever hour at that time and going what can I do to like make this email really look like it's come from my brand like have that consistency for my website that's super important as well um and that subject line's got to be like it sounds like it's from you and not from um somebody else which if you don't change the subject lines yeah you're you're just going to sound like someone else aren't you so uh, what would you say are some of the ways we can get the most out of Clavio? Um, and perhaps some of these things will actually apply to other email marketing platforms as well. Yeah, definitely. So I think um, starting with the basics is probably the biggest thing that I tell people to do. So I'll, you know, I'll sometimes look at somebody who's already set up and they're like, what can I do now? How can I make more money? How can I push it further? And actually what I usually see is that if you just focus on the very basics and get those like perfect or as perfect as they can be, um, that can make a huge difference. So rather than saying, well, I've set up all these flows, can I set up more? Definitely focus on like the key e-commerce flow. So that does apply to any um, email marketing provider that you're using. So that's things like um, your welcome flow. So welcoming people onto your list. And that's a big one for the nurturing that we've already spoke about, Um, telling people who you are and what you sell, um, and obviously trying to get them to make that first purchase. So that is essential. And it's got to be more than one email. So you might have set that up really quickly just to get something live, but then you've forgotten to go back and put in more emails. So that's something to to work on. Um, Your abandoned checkout, abandoned cart, abandoned browse, all those sort of abandonment emails um, that you can set up, those need to be set up and optimized. So get those working. They're going to bring in a lot of revenue because those are different customers that are that are sort of almost purchasing, like they've browsed or they've gone to car, they've gone to checkout. So it's really worth making sure that they're working hard. And again, multiple emails in those flows. Um, and then the one that I do see people miss, um, and I know I'm just focusing on, on, on automated emails at the moment, but it is something that I would prioritize setting up. So the other one is the post-purchase. So if someone has purchased, so they've sort of gone through your welcome flow, they've maybe had an abandoned email, they've then purchased. Great. Don't just leave them. <laughs> Setting up that post-purchase is the way to start talking to them about purchasing again, which we all know having a customer um, become a repeat customer is so valuable. Like Rather than having to keep going and finding more customers, hopefully you've got a product that you can perhaps make sure that customer can buy again, like buy something different or buy the same product. Like depend, It totally depends what you sell. Um, because if you sell a consumable product, you're going to think about sending like a replenishment email. So a thank you for ordering, um, getting them excited for the delivery. How was your delivery? You know, you've got to think reviews, all that post-purchase journey stuff, but also buy again. Like you've always got to think, how can I get this person to buy again or buy more? Um, So getting those kind of, I guess it's four or five flows really perfected is a starting point and essential, but obviously you also need to get people on the list. So, you know, thinking about a pop-up, uh, and I know people have issues with pop-ups and say they can be really annoying, but it's the best way to get people on your list. So there's ways of making it not annoying, like setting the timing um, to have a delay rather than popping up straight away. The design of it, you can make sure that isn't too intrusive. Like there's lots of ways to kind of optimize that. So you want to be making sure that 
you have that set up, but you're then looking at ways of making it get more people on your list. Um, and also you can set up embedded forms and things like that, like I mentioned, but again, like the basics, just a pop-up to get people on your list. Um, and then I guess the other essential is having a really great email template. So when you start with Clavio or any email marketing provider, working on that template design so that you can kind of just use that for every email will make things so much easier, so much quicker. Um, so creating a really lovely branded template that's got everything you might need, like you say, like a lovely footer, social links, a header, navigational links, your logo, blah, blah, blah. Like go into your inbox and get inspiration. Like, you know, that's the, that's the thing with email, isn't it? We can just go and look at what other people are doing and get that inspiration. And then once you have that template, um, I probably should have said that first because you need that to make all those flows, but um, yeah, campaign emails. So those newsletter emails, those, those blasts to your list or to certain segments um, that you need to be, like we've kind of covered, like when are you going to send those and what are you going to say and start to plan that out from the get-go really. Like, like I said, even if it's once a month, even that's all you can manage, um, doing that from the very beginning, just getting that started, um, and just start talking to the list. Cause I think it gives you that real boost as well. Once you see like people are opening it, people are clicking it, people are buying from it. You then think, oh, this, this works. Like you've only got to send your, your first email, let's say, and you should see something, even if it's not sales straight away, even if it is just clicks and opens, it's like that you should see that as a real positive start. And hopefully that's something that then means you want to carry on. So I think that's the beauty of email. Like you just see instantly what's happening and it does make you feel nice. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> and when you're talking about getting people on your list and whether we use pop-ups or not, or yeah. what's your view on whether you have to offer something for people to get on your list? So yeah. do you think we should offer a discount for people to join our list or anything at all? Or is it okay just to say, why don't you join my list? I think it's fine. I think it's okay. Like if that's what you want, if you don't want to offer something, I think it's totally okay. Like it's no, you know, no one should say, oh, you can't do that. However, I think if you do offer something, you're likely to see a higher conversion rate on your pop-up. So you can, within Clavio, you'll be able to see, you know, this pop-up is converting at 2%, let's say, but actually we want it more like 5% ideally. So if you didn't have an offer, then you added an offer I mean, if you added like 50% off, that conversion rate is going to go sky high, um, but but that's not viable. So I think this is the problem. Sometimes I'll see people say, you know, I've, you know, pop-ups and I can increase your pop-up by this much. And it's like, but you have to think about what's best for the business. So um, heavy discounts, I'm not a big promoter of. So if you are a brand that's like, I don't want to offer a discount. I don't want to offer a freebie. I haven't, I don't feel like I've got anything to offer just ask people to sign up because there will still be people who want to hear from you. But if you can offer something, and obviously the most common is 10% off your first order, um, free delivery off your first order, um, maybe a free gift with your first order, like these sort of things. If you can offer something within that realm, great. And then if not, perhaps there's something else you could offer. Like um, as service-based businesses, we might offer a lead magnet, which is like a download or like a freebie that someone can maybe learn from. So, so I think um, product-based brands can do that as well. So you might be like, I don't know, like a sewing brand and you might offer like a, like a how-to guide of like some sort of sewing guide. So there's always, there's, you can be really creative with it. Um, 
in what you offer. So I don't think you have to offer anything, but if you can think of like one of those things to basically it's exchanging their email for like what you're offering them. So if you do offer something, you're going to see that more people do want to join. That's really helpful. Thank you. And also I liked what you said about, um, it sounds like Clavio and Mail and Shopify, sorry, together, I'll give you the opportunity to see how well your pop-ups are converting. Yeah. I, also, I also quite like the idea of, you know, try 10% discount for a while and then try free delivery on your first order and see which actually yeah, is most so you, appealing to customers. You can quite do like a, that idea. Yeah, you can do A-B tests. So that just means instead of doing it like you know, running one for a week and then running the other one for a week and comparing, you can actually set it up in Clavio to do that for you. So you would say one version is, if you had these two ideas, let's say, one version is the 10% versus the free delivery. And then you'll be able, it will show you the results of like, this one has performed at 5% and this one has performed at 2%. Um, so that's great. I mean, you do need to run that for a significant time. Like a day is not long enough. You need to be, I'd say two weeks at least, depending on the traffic it, on your store, it might need to be longer actually. Um, and also you might not see a big difference. And then I guess it's either run it again at another time or you just make a gut call, I guess, on it. So um, yes, if you if you do want to test things, Clavio, that is one of the good things in it. You can test, oh gosh, like anything really. Like you could test the subject line of emails. You can test the pop-up time delay. You can test the flows, like the time delay between your emails and flows. Like there's, if you can think of it, you can test it. Um, I just usually say to people, get the basics done first. Um, yeah. but yeah, if you had two ideas, actually, it's a really good thing that you can just go, well, I'll just test it and then, and then make that decision. That is really useful. Thank you. And I know obviously this is very obvious, but I also think it was a good reminder that think about what you're going to offer people to get on your list and think about whether you can afford to offer 10% mm. discount or, um, can you afford to offer free sh shipping? Yeah. And again, this will vary so much depending yeah. on what you sell um but I think that's just really good rather than thinking oh I have to offer yeah. whatever and that's part of the reason I wanted to ask you where I was on you to have a very sensible answer <laughs> um, because you know it's depending on who you speak to and what you read it's yes. really conflicting so I think making testing what works for you and your business is obviously the most sensible approach yeah not feeling like you have to do anything so within Clavio this is maybe one of the downsides where you've got like pop-up templates as well, they'll usually have that 10% sort of there already or free gift or whatever it is. Don't think that's what you have to do because Clavio have put that. They're just giving you examples that are common in, in e-commerce. Um, however, usually, even if you, well, hopefully you can afford it because even if you give 10% off that first order, because you're going to be using your email marketing to nurture and create repeat customers, the benefit of like gaining that customer with the 10% off and then them ordering, let's say three more times at full price, then actually that is worth it. So I think, yes, make sure you can afford it as a brand. Um, but it in the long term, if you are using email marketing right, it should be worth it in terms of, in the financials. So um just remembering that as well. That's really helpful. Thank you. And I've got one final question now before we finish, which is what is your number one tip for using email marketing effectively? So whether that's um, Clavio related or just email marketing in general. Oh my gosh, number one tip. I 
I'm always so bad at these questions because I'm like, just do everything. But I know that that's so hard. Um, I think the number one tip is goes back to what we started on. And it's just either get started or if you've had this big, long gap and not emailed or never emailed, but you have been acquiring lists. Like sometimes people look and they've actually got quite a few subscribers. So um, just get started. Just send emails. So even if that's setting up one flow, your welcome flow, let's say you haven't done that yet. If that's sending that one campaign every Friday morning, just get started. And I think once you do, it all becomes easier. Like doing all that stuff we've talked about will feel easier because you've just got started and I think with the website, it's kind of like an essential, isn't it? If you want to sell online, aside from the marketplaces or Etsy or wherever, you need a website. So people get a website set up. Whereas email marketing almost still feels like an optional extra. And I don't, I don't, I just don't think it is anymore. You you need to be working on them both. So I think if you can just get started and make that part of your like weekly marketing schedule, you will you will instantly see the benefits. That's brilliant. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening right to the end of this episode. Do remember that you can get the full back catalogue and lots of free resources on my website, vickyweinberg.com. Please do remember to rate and review this episode if you've enjoyed it and also share it with a friend who you think might find it useful. Thank you again and see you next week. If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.